0: What's going on and welcome to another episode of Chicken Scratch Gospel coming to you from downtown Bakersfield and Midtown Studios. I am your host Matt with me, my co-host Daniel. What's up brother? What's
1: up brother? How you doing man? I'm
0: doing great man. Good to see you. Good to be here. Excited to dive in today with our guest Amanda Delgadillo wearing a stylishly Macklemore jacket. Lord help us. And I had to point it out she was really really unsure about whether or not she should wear it. And I was like, no, you got to I mean, You got to rock that. S-
2: I'm still not sure. I'm just freezing. It's, it's... cold in here. <laughs> I don't know how you're in short sleeves. I'm serious. Hey. I was dying. My teeth were chattering.
0: Because you're a crazy person and it's not cold in here. But that's OK. We're glad that you're here. We're glad that you're on the show. Thanks. Thanks for having me. Uh, we're going we're to be we're going to be talking today about uh, a little game that uh, we as human beings, I think, like to play. have uh, been playing it since the dawn of time. It's a game called The Blame Game. And uh, I want to come at it straight from Genesis chapter 3. So, I mean, literally, we're looking like in the beginning here. And, and God creates, you know, the heavens and the earth. And, and he separates the, the land from the sea. And he, all of these things creates all of the creatures, the ones that fly, that swim, all this stuff. Man, not good for man to be alone. Woman. And then man and woman mess up. And in Genesis chapter 3, verses 11 through 13... God says, have you eaten from the tree whose fruit I commanded you not to eat? And the man replied, yes, Lord, I am so sorry. Forgive me.
1: (laughs) (laughs) I I don't remember that. uh,
0: That's not what he said. That's not what he said. The man replied, it was the woman.
1: Yeah. You know, I love, I love, though, from the beginning of the time, it was the man and the woman that started the blame game. (laughs) It was the woman. And then he, he blames the woman, and then he blames God that you gave me. <laughs> <Yeah>.
0: <laughs> she gave me the fruit, and I ate it. And then the Lord God asked woman, what have you done? And then the woman said, the serpent mm-hmm. <laughs> deceived me, she replied. And that's why I ate. And so the blame game literally has been around since the beginning. And I'd ask uh, you know, if any of us have ever done it, but I, I know that we've all experienced this, done this, had it even happened to us Because this is a pretty common uh, issue for humanity. I guess, you know, the first thing that comes to mind when I read this scripture, uh, first of all, I laugh every time because it's just passed down. The blame is just passed, 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 passed. Um, But the second thing that comes to mind is, man, why is it so much easier to blame someone else than to own our own stuff? Like that is the first thing that comes to my brain every time
2: because I think we're super hard on ourselves. So we're already super hard on ourselves. We don't need the assistance of anything or any well, don't any be other event.
0: Don't be putting my business out on the street. like that. <laughs> no,
2: no, I, I'm, I'm gonna. I mean, I'm, I'm not. I didn't, I didn't put a name to it. That was you. You, you, you raised your hand. I'm just saying that. I, it is. It's very normal for us because we're really super hard on us. Um, so if we can try our hardest to get the blame off of us, then it's not one more thing for us to just genuinely hate. And we're trying to understand the feelings that we have sometimes when things like that happen. And then, man, why Why did this happen? Just right. gra- grasping at straws to try to figure out who to put this on. Because if I take it, I can't forgive myself. I won't forgive myself. I'm just going to be absolutely frustrated with me and devastated. I don't like the way that feels. So just avoidance is is key. Yeah. I think it
1: it even can come from uh, insecurity because I know for me like if I get blamed for or if I do something and I don't own up to it it's probably because, you know, I failed. I didn't I didn't come through and so I don't want people to know that. Right. And so I don't want people to right. know I'm in, incompetent, so I'm going to blame it on somebody else to get that off of me, you know? So could I if it, I I think about this it could be a form of insecurity in ourselves mm-hmm. where we're afraid to admit like we we didn't measure up, and but that's okay, and but we don't want it to be okay, right? Know? So we just blame somebody else for it.
0: And I think it's interesting too, because though even the word, even the word that you used with with incompetence, you know, it, sometimes it's it's not a competency issue, but other times it is. Other times, like you don't know what you don't know, right? You know, we all make mistakes, but still, yet, you know, when I when I make a mistake, I get so frustrated. I get so frustrated when I make a mistake. And, and so it, it can be way easier obviously to put it on somebody else than to own it myself. And then, and I, I, on the flip side of this, when you're the person that, that, that the blame is being projected on, mm-hmm. it is so frustrating as well. And so I, I can, it's, it's this kind of double-sided coin for me because I know that I've, I know that I've done projection before. I know it. It's it's a default. I know it. But I also know that I've been on the flip side. I, I know that people have projected onto me and and what I've done is either I'll get so frustrated and I'll want justice. Really, and again, my version of justice is vengeance. It's not really justice. All humanity doesn't want justice. They want vengeance. They eye for an eye. That's what we want. Uh but but also like I'll I'll like dissect myself to see if like, man, is this is this other person's issue? really my issue like is this and then i'll project i'll project my own blame on my own self sometimes because it's which is so nuts because because projection in this way is is a sin that's the sin of projection because because god won't correct what we don't confess you know he's not he's not going to be like you know that thing that you didn't tell me that you did I'm gonna go ahead and going ahead and keep the party going I'm gonna forgive you this one time I'm gonna let it go no 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 if we don't confess it he won't forgive it mm-hmm. it's not that he can't it's that he won't because he wants us to own the stuff that that's us and not project it out
1: yeah I even think of um fear you know because if we look at this in, in this context and the the Lord God gave them a command he said do not do this right and they did it And so he starts asking, well, who did this? And so I think if, you know, if we're talking about, if we're not talking about pride or anything or insecurity, we're talking about just fear, just a healthy fear of like, man, like I did this. I messed up, you know? And so we don't want to admit because we know we messed up and there's a little bit of fear there that what's going to happen to us? Because I know like we have kids. right? So when you come to home and you find something broken and you ask, nobody wants to say anything because they don't want to get in trouble, right? Right. Um, And so there's this fear, which I think, can you know can be healthy but this is where we learn like okay we can't we got to we got to confess we can't just lie about it or blame somebody we got to learn how to admit our wrongs and and own up to it and that's healthy that's what
2: fear what people think too because i'm afraid of i mean if if i hate myself so genuinely much i don't want anyone to see me how i see myself because if you know if you're insecure and if you don't love yourself and you hate yourself You don't want anyone else to to see those things about you that just genuinely um, make you so frustrated with you. Mm -hmm. So it is a fear, too, of how you're perceived, right? Right. So it's like when you're confronted or when you're in front of um, people, you're trying to find a way to help them understand it wasn't my fault, you know, because you don't want them to see you for what you really are. And I think that's the trap that people get into because I think there's people who can even find themselves to be but. Uh, Charming, and they find a way to surround themselves with people who might potentially question themselves. Am I the one? Did I make a mistake? And it works out really well in their favor because they can seriously just put all of their stuff and blame on on them, and they'll potentially take it Mm -hmm. because they question themselves. And so that becomes a manipulative thing, a very toxic relationship. But how often does that kind of thing happen? All the time. Um, and if we get into the habit of uh, trying to create this narrative that's not real about ourselves, but my God will do whatever to protect it, we will surround ourselves with people who are kind of those people who are yes men or they, they do feel like, um, man, I wonder if it is me. They'll, they'll leave and, and question themselves and then nothing, nothing happens, but they did get away with it and it worked out well for them. And so it's just a pattern that they cannot get out of.
0: Which is unfortunate because people who blame others for their failures, they're never gonna overcome them. No. They're never gonna overcome that. And I think, as the more that we talk about this, you know, I wanna ask this question, is because we know that this is an issue with humanity, period, is is this something that we have seen be, become an issue uh, in the church? In the church, because I think as leaders, a lot of times, it can be so easy for, for us as pastors, leaders, whatever we're doing in ministry in the church, to want so badly to have the right answer for somebody that we've forgotten that I don't know is an answer. Or we've forgotten that no is an answer. Or We've forgotten that let's work let's talk about that together. Let's figure this out together. Like we we always feel maybe this pressure to have this answer because we want people to perceive maybe it's a perception thing there. We want people to perceive us a certain way that we are the yodas, you know, the <laughs> jer they can come to us and we'll have all of the answers or whatever. And that that then ends in some destruction, I think.
2: Well, and I, th- I think too with the I mean obviously it's in everywhere right because you can see it in the workplace you can see it in the marketplace you can see it in your family you can see it in your relationships but yes church because I think that it gives people an opportunity too and I, I hate this but it's a true thing I was talking to um, uh, Vivian about this too um, Christians have a good uh, a good out because they can be like well God is telling me this mm-hmm. or God thinks this or God said this or God you know they can, they can put a lot on him And it may not even be true, but my goodness, it spends it well for them. You know, I don't know what God's doing in this moment, but He's doing something, um, and I don't know why He's putting us through this. Well, He's not putting you through it. You're not you're not contributing like you need to. You're not paying your bills like you should. There's some things that we have to own, and we don't and we don't do that. You know, and I think so. Sometimes the church environment can can honestly breed that, where we are caring so much about what people think about us that um, we are not willing to, to do things that we need to do. We're just going, well, if I can blame this and blame that, and I can push this over here, yeah. if I can create something I'm not, if I can wear a mask and be you know, perfect and righteous and, and well-doing, it's all fake, it's all gross. But the truth is there's no, there's no um, accountability for us in that space because if I throw a fit and if I'm a jerk and if I'm out loud telling you how I'm feeling even if it's not right, you have an opportunity to see me kind of cry for help and minister to me. Mm -hmm. But we don't do that because we're supposed to be perfect. So we're walking around not even being ourselves and then blaming even God for certain things. It's very interesting, but... It, it does breed that sometimes. Shout when out
0: like to uh, to Vivian. Those of you listeners that may not know who a Vivian is, oh, uh, yeah, she sorry. does some camera work for us, and she also uh, <laughs> helps out with our social media stuff for Chicken Scratch Gospel. So yeah, shout she out does. to her. Love you. Uh, yeah, she's she's listening. She can she can give a like or she can leave a comment uh, in the comments section of YouTube. That that will you know yeah. since we give her a shout out. Um, but uh, that actually, I'm, I'm glad that you even brought up brought that up because you know again because we're supposed to be perfect. This at the other thing. That's why I want to talk about it because it leads me directly to uh, James chapter five and verse sixteen. Because uh, in in chapter five or sixteen of James, it says, "Confess your sins to each other, confess your sins to each other, and pray for each other. Yeah. Why? So that you may be healed. Yeah. Like for whatever reason." we we have carried this burden that is not ours to carry and we feel like we got to be perfect we feel like we got to have the right answer we feel like we got to have it all together and so we blame 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 because it can't be us and then the issue is uh that's just going to multiply itself you know you can teach what you know but you're going to reproduce who you are kind of a thing right we've heard that we've heard that taught over the years in leadership and in churches but here in James, confessing your sins to each other, pray for each other so they can be heard. And then it says, the, we've, I've heard this quote, the earnest prayer of a righteous person has great power and produces wonderful results. Uh, those of you that are listening may have heard the effectual, fervent prayer of a righteous man availeth much. That, that may be the way that you have heard that, but it's the earnest prayer of a righteous person has great power and produces wonderful results. So here's the deal. I think that some of the projection issues, and this is not me projecting. This is me wanting to, take, to pull this out so that we can talk about it are some of the projection issues that we deal with within the church. Having to do with the church not having or people within the church feeling like they don't have a safe place to confess their sins. I don't have a safe place to confess my sins, and so I can't tell you what what my sin is because you'll excommunicate me. You'll dog me. You won't want to sit next to me. You won't want to worship with me. Maybe you won't want to pray for me anymore. And the Bible says confess your sins to each other. Pray for each other so that you can be healed. Oh, I don't want to tell everybody about business. I'm not telling you to tell everybody your business, but is there is there a lack of trust between people and the church that have caused them to not feel comfortable confessing and praying for one
1: another? And con- confession is a hard thing to do, man. It really yeah. is. It's it's pretty much being vulnerable and saying, okay, he, here, this is, this is where I messed up. This is where I missed it. This is where I'm wrong. It's admitting it's, it's really confession requires so much humility and people don't want to do that. And even in the church, like there's so much pride that people don't want to let their guard down because of mistrust or or trust issues or whatever it may, it may be, people don't want to do that. So that's even like, man, I got to confess this. I have to like air out my stuff to you and let you know where I was wrong, Mm -hmm. you know? And so I think that's, that's the challenge for many people is. Man, I have to confess this to you. Well, in to fear too. And fear, yes.
0: Fear too. I think you you bringing up fear was a great point too because I think in leadership, you get to a certain point, mm-hmm. then maybe it's it's so easy to be afraid of what people may perceive of you once you get to this status or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um you know, I think it's just so so much more healthy for us to be able to just confess. I don't I don't wake up every morning and go, "How bad can I suck today?" Mm-hmm. How what choices can I make that will de- <laughs> Our producer's smiling and it makes me wonder if he asks himself this question when he wakes up in the morning, but I don't wake up and go, how, how bad can I make somebody's day? Mm-hmm. Andy, do you do this? I I don't do that, but it's just a funny thought to have. And I thought, do I do that? I have a question myself. It's good. See, it's, it's important to be introspective. It's important to ask oneself and look in the mirror and, and ask yourselves these things. But, but seriously- I, I don't wake up doing that, and so I, I think that when when it happens, I'm not saying I don't get frustrated, because like I, there are people in my life. Man, man, in fact, Daniel is is one of them. Amanda is one of them. There are people in my life that will confront me when I'm like doing something, and they can tell like, man, dude, that you're that that was a mistake, or you're not being you, or what's wrong, or what's going on, and they and it doesn't feel good when it happens, right. but it is a moment to humble myself. It is a moment to ask for forgiveness, to ask for prayer, to confess. Yeah, man, I'm, I messed that up. Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah. When I can look at myself and go, I'm a human and that's okay. And I can take myself in, in, in my entirety. So I make mistakes. I make poor decisions. I mess up. I sin. I, um, I'm good at some things. I'm not good at others. If I have a well-rounded view of me, it's easier for me to look at people the same way. And when you have this environment where it is, um, judgy, and there is a, it's a fearful environment because right. you're afraid of what to say and what to confess. When you confess in an unhealthy environment, you become your sin. And that's how you're viewed and that's how you're seen. Not as a human, not as a human trying to make this work, trying to make this happen. Because if you have all these people trying their hardest to act like they're perfect, then you're thinking, then I, I have to be perfect. So if I make mistakes, I can't really share those because then right. I'm obviously so horrible. But the truth is, if we would stop taking ourselves so seriously, mm-hmm. it's not even that big of a deal. We don't, we don't have to take ourselves so seriously. We take God seriously, but we don't take ourselves seriously. I need to stop worrying about what people think about what I'm gonna do, what I'm gonna say, or how I'm being perceived. I, there's, there's this overwhelming sense for us to make sure we avoid people's judgment. And I'm, I'm sorry, I, they, they don't have that power. They can't have that power, because that's uh, that's his. And when you are free to completely like see yourself as a human just trying to do this thing and you can see yourself that way, people feel like, OK, I I am okay. I I can do this. Um, So when we create an environment where the leaders are at some weird level above everyone else, Mm -hmm. which is very weird um, because our standards should never be any one other human. Because we're Christians, we're Christ-like, not Pastor so and so-like, not leader so and so-like. Right. Um, if well, and
0: you were raised in church, so I mean, I want to I want to jump in here because because you were raised in church, and so this is something that, that you have um, that you've you you've experienced over lots of years of, of seeing people, and and I want to say uh, to to our listeners as well, it's it's so um, interesting to me how somebody who was raised in church can have the objectivity um, that, that Amanda has when it comes to seeing people deal with their crap and like loving them through it. And, because that's that's not what she really was kind of taught. I mean, and, and I'm not saying like anybody literally set you down to teach you this, but I mean, I just mean by, you know, do do as I say, not as I do kind of a situation where like you were sitting there watching these people live their lives in all of these different churches all of these conferences, all of these different things that you grew up around. Mm-hmm. And it, it, it has so easily burned and, and caused people to run from God mm-hmm. and say, no, thank you. Mm-hmm. Um, but, but for whatever reason it is, it has kind of turned you to this place of, of objectivity. And I remember when I met you, um, you know, uh, for those that don't know, uh, Amanda and I've been married for 18 years. Um, uh, but when I met Amanda in, uh, 2002, um, she did not like people Mm-mm. you did not like people No. why
2: i did not like them because i they i put them in a bucket of all the people that had been around they were fake they were self-righteous they were disgusting and i did not uh i did not like that and um and i i have learned again, to kind of see them for, for what they are. They are, they're human, you know? Right. And I've gotten a front row seat to a lot of that. And I, I see it for what it is. And, and I, I have prayed about it. Like God help me see this uh, objectively. Cause it hasn't been the case always. And I remember being trapped as a kid, trying to grow up in this whole thing. And I, there was an expectation of me to be perfect. So I right. found a way to deal with that. And that was to lie. And to not be honest at all about anything because I didn't even want to hear it. I didn't want to, I didn't want to go there. So I was trapped in this, um, facade, you know, and I was trapped in it, my own self. The reason why I hate it so much is because I carried it. So when I found the freedom of being completely honest, even if it may not be, may not look so great for me. I honestly, it's so worth it. It's been so worth just being absolutely 100% honest
1: yeah. that I
2: don't want to go back on it. And, and I think even in my honesty, when I started realizing how important it is for me to be honest, I've been noticing uh, leaders or people who are not honest, they hate my guts. But it's because when you shine, when you shine a light, and I get it because I've been there, when you shine a light on something that someone's been trying to build that's not real, they don't love it. And that's, and that's okay. I've felt that way. I understood where that comes from. But the truth has genuinely set me free. And right. so I want people to have that.
0: And God won't bless who you pretend to be, and he won't forgive right. what you don't acknowledge. Right. You know. And when we look at this scripture about confessing your sins to one another, about praying for one another, and you'll be healed. You'll be healed, man. And, and the, the earnest prayer of a righteous person. I heard a lot of the word self-righteous in that and there's a difference between self-righteous and righteous a righteous person though he falls he gets up a righteous person's prayers are earnest they're not throwing shade there's no projection in in a in a righteous person's prayer in a self-righteous person's prayer uh, you know there there's some shade thrown and there's projection but this earnesty that 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 this letter is is calling for is just sincerity Mm -hmm. you know this this showing uh depth of feeling. I'm not just gonna pray for you, man. I'm gonna feel with you. I'm I'm gonna, I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna carry this burden with you and and we're gonna get through this together. Pray for one another. Actually actually mean it. Mm -hmm. Right. Like actually mean it.
1: Yeah. And I think that's what we need. I think I mean we talked about a lot. We unpacked a lot, but I think in the end, we just need to be adults and we need to talk to each other. Yes. And we need to we need to approach each other in love and with grace and with truth and um we need to humble ourselves and it's okay it's okay if i didn't if i didn't do what i was supposed to do it's okay let's talk about it how can i be better how can we grow in this and i think that's ultimately what god wants us to learn is how can we be better how can we love each other at a deeper level and that's only going to happen if we're vulnerable with one another and we're not hiding And, and faking.
0: Yeah, and, and for wh- whatever reason, this, this scripture came to my mind, or this story. I'll just share the story of, you know, between Jesus, between Jesus and Peter, and Peter denies Jesus three times, just like Jesus said he was gonna do. Right. Mm-hmm. So Jesus even set him up, like, look, bro, just so you know, this is gonna happen. And he's still having this, co- clearly, Jesus still has love for Peter as he's telling them this. And he's having this conversation with him. Peter does it, and then he goes out and he weeps bitterly. Why? Because I mean, he was torn up. He was torn up on the inside about it. And uh, and then what happens when uh, Jesus is resurrected? He says, "Go tell the disciples and go tell Peter." Uh, actually, there was a man talking to the women. Hey, go tell the disciples and then go tell Peter. And then Jesus shows up on the shore and he talks to uh, uh, Peter. Makes him breakfast. Yeah. And he restores. There's actually an account that's that is that the title of it. Look at look at your Bible in the account. And it says, Peter's restoration. It was a restoration breakfast. And G- Jesus was showing, this is how we respond to people mm-hmm. who, have, who have messed up, yeah. who, who, have, who, have, who have dealt with an issue or dealt with a sin. They mess up. They're sorry. They repent. And we restore them. Yeah, We, we love them enough to restore them. and And so the next time that you experience a failure, Uh, Think about why you failed instead of whose fault it was. Mm -hmm. You know, who's at fault? Who could I blame for this? No, no, no. What lessons can I learn? Mm -hmm. Uh, How can I turn a failure into a success? Mm -hmm. And sometimes uh, for those that are like, maybe you're like me, you're an Enneagram 8, or maybe you're like uh, Vivian. Shout out to Vivian, who's an Enneagram 3. Um, man, Vivian getting all the shine today. Uh, maybe, maybe you're like us and, and in order if we look at, oh man, how can I turn a failure into a success as like a challenge or a way to achieve something? Maybe no, 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 no. Sometimes the way that you can turn a failure into a success is, is you not doing that thing that you failed at, but finding somebody that's really good at that thing <laughs> and letting them do that thing, <laughs> putting them in a place to, to succeed. That'll make you a success mm-hmm. to be able to help people point, uh, point, people in the right direction. But also where did I succeed? As well as fail, don't die inside of yourself because you failed at something. Mm-hmm. Acknowledge it, own it. If you hurt somebody, confess it. Mm-hmm. Ask for forgiveness. Humble yourself, yeah. and and uh, and pray for one another.
1: But I, I love that example that you gave with Peter and, and Jesus because um, Peter wronged him. He denied him. Right. You know, and he knew that was going to happen. Jesus knew it was going to happen. And Jesus makes breakfast for him. He doesn't, he doesn't, um, accuse him. He doesn't get, you know, he's like, I told you you're going to do this. You yeah. know, like he wasn't harsh towards him. He said, Hey, come and sit at my table. Yeah. You know? Let me love you again. Um, and I think, man, that just the humility in that, and the way that Jesus handled that situation is the way we need to approach people and handle the situations, whether we are right or wrong, it doesn't matter. Cause so many times we want to, if we're Right we want to make sure that that person knows we were right. Mm -hmm. Okay. Right. But sometimes it's not worth it. It's like, is this really worth it? Like if I prove my point that I'm right, but is this worth the relationship, you know, that is going to possibly be, you know, no more if I, if I continue to. So sometimes we just need to say, okay, that's, that's the past that happened. I love you. Let's have breakfast. Yeah.
0: Jesus isn't petty, right? (laughs) Jesus isn't Michael Scott. He's not going to make you go do his laundry. (laughs) <laughs> because, because you messed up, you made a mistake. That's not who Jesus is. He's not petty like that. Mm-hmm. He'll make you breakfast, and he wants you to acknowledge what you did mm-hmm. so that he can restore you. Why? Not so that he can say, yeah, you did do that, didn't you? Yeah. yeah, I bet you wish you hadn't. No, no, no. He wants you to acknowledge it so that he can restore you because mm-hmm. he he won't forgive what you don't confess, and he wants so badly. Those of you out there listening, he wants so badly to forgive you. So if you're dealing with something... Bring it to him. Ask for forgiveness so that he can restore you because that is the heart of Jesus. That's the heart of the Father. That's why Jesus exists. That's why Jesus was sent to die for you so that you could acknowledge your need for a Savior because you mess up. Don't project it. Own it so that he can forgive you and restore you we we got we're gonna have to shut it down amanda's got some some tags that she's got to pop she's only got twenty dollars in her pocket so let's let's do our um let, let's do our uh, let's do our recommendations let's do our recommendations now i i'm gonna i know amanda's got one uh, set up here i think it's a social media follow before we get to amanda's i'm gonna do mine i'm gonna give a shout out to to downtown toys and comics here in downtown bakersfield man is i don't point out my 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 toys often But I got a little, I got a sweet little Michael Jordan uh, Funko Pop uh, toy from Downtown Toys and Comics. Uh, Just yesterday, they had a pop-up shop. I loved going down there, man. And they had so much cool stuff. Like, I walked into my childhood. (laughs) It was so amazing. Vintage toys, new toys, uh, video games, old stuff, new stuff. So, so cool. Make sure that if you're ever in Bakersfield, they're open seven days a week, 10 to 5 p.m. If you're ever in Bakersfield, Downtown Toys and Comics, you're going to want to get there. What's your recommendation?
2: Uh, So mine was an Instagram follow. Yeah. Uh, Fruitful girl. I actually, um, and that's a chick thing. You guys, I'm sorry, but I thought since I'm sitting here, might as well do a little shout out for for that. Um, But posts are adorable, but also like um, very insightful. I I love them very much. So it's just a lot of quotes and stuff, but honestly, it's worth the follow.
0: Fruitful girl.
1: Fruitful Fruitful
2: girl.
0: Girl, Andy. Give them a follow. Fruitful girl. That's funny because I already follow Really
2: <laughs> yeah, have?
1: that's amazing. Let's go. I love that. Uh, there's this, um, there's this devotion I'm reading right now on, on the YouVersion app. Yes. Um, I'm really enjoying it. It's called One on One. Um, the author's name is Barbara. I don't, I don't want to even try to pronounce her last name. But um, anyway, she she gives these little snippets of Jesus's lives in hundred in a hundred days of Advent, oh, that's his cool. ministry, and then his suffering. Um, and so I'm reading through that right now, but I love how she gives these little snippets where she takes um, a story in the Bible and she turns it into like a story. Like she goes into story mode and kind of like says it as it feels like this story. And it almost feels like you're in it, like the way she just uses her words and the way she expresses certain things that are um, in the story of Jesus. It's really cool to see. It's like the message version of the Bible, yeah, like on steroids. Yeah, I love that. <laughs> and That's so cool. um, I've been really enjoying it. So I just wanted to recommend this. If you're looking for a great devotion, um, you know, 10 minutes uh, a day, check it out. What yeah, is it? One what on was one. it again? One it's called one, one, one. one on One. One on 100 Days with, let me see, One on One 100 Days with Jesus by Barb,
0: One-on-one, 100 Days with Jesus by Barb something or other. We got Fruitful Girl if your social media follows. You got Downtown Toys and Comics, man. That's all the time that we have today for you on Chicken Scratch Gospel. Make sure that you follow us on social media. Hit subscribe on YouTube. Hit the bell for notifications. You want to know when we're doing new stuff. Go love like Jesus. We're out.